listener-supported KFUO. We are the messenger of good news. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our talk programs, including this talk segment. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search out KFUO Radio. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment of faith with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Hi, Doug. Hi, Gary, and uh, happy first week in Advent to you. That's right. It's, it's, it, it seems is. like it just snuck up on us, but it's here already. It is. So, so we made a transition last Sunday from the old Christian year to the new one. Right. Uh, the word Advent means coming, so we have an opportunity to be able to anticipate what's to come. Yeah, that's what and you want to talk about today, right? That's right. So, so we're going to do an Advent hymn today. Okay. All right. Just like our commercial culture all around us, we are now focused on the coming of Christmas. In the Christian calendar, we have four Sundays to learn what it means that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. There's a classic hymn written in the 4th century by St. Ambrose and that was then translated in the 16th century to German by Martin Luther and then into English. This hymn teaches us about the Word becoming flesh. And, and, and really, it does it in several verses. Let me sing the first three verses for you, okay? Okay. These are all about the Virgin Mary. All three of them are about the Virgin Mary. Savior of the nations, come. Virgin Son, make here your home. Marvel now, O heaven and earth, that the Lord chose such a birth. Not by human flesh and blood, by the Spirit of our God, was the Word of God made flesh, woman's offspring, pure and fresh. Here a maid was found with child, yet remained a virgin mild. In her womb this truth was shown, God was there upon his throne. And the whole idea behind what uh, this hymn says is a reflection on a few verses from the scripture. Remember, Mary saw an angel, and the angel said that she was going to give birth to a child, even though she was a virgin. Mary asked the angel, how can this be, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Remember what that angel's name was? We talked about angels a couple weeks ago. Right, Gabriel. Gabriel, you got it. My grandson's name's Gabriel. Okay. So that's easy for me to remember. So your your grandson's an angel. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or so it seems sometimes. Sometimes. Yes. Well, let me quote to you from one of my favorite books, the Martin Luther Christmas book. Here, the book tells us a little bit about what Luther might have been thinking when he translated the words of St. Ambrose. God allows the godly to be powerless and oppressed, so that everyone thinks they are done for. Yet even in that very moment, God is most powerfully present. Uh, through hidden and concealed, nevertheless present. When the power of man fails, the power of God begins, provided faith is present and expectant. When the oppression is ended, then one sees what strength lies below the weakness. 
you've got to feel the pinch of hunger in the midst of scarcity. And to experience what hunger and scarcity are when you do not know where to turn to yourself or to anyone else, but only to God, that the work may be God's alone and none other. That's a good insight. And and I'll I'll quote from uh, Luther again in in a little bit. Here's the fourth verse as we continue to hear about what it is that God became flesh and dwelt among us. Then step forth the Lord of all from his pure and kingly hall. God of God, yet truly man, his a-rowing curse began. Luther then tells us about Mary as an example uh, to us about accepting God's will. And here's from uh, that same book, the Martin Luther Christmas book. See how purely she leaves all to God and claims for herself no works, honor, or reputation. She behaves just as she did before without any of uh, this was hers, seeks no great honor, is not puffed up, vaults not herself, calls no one that she is uh, seen as the mother of God, but goes into the house and acts just as she did before, milks the cows and cooks, scrubs the cattle, and sweeps the house like any housemaid or house mother in menial tasks. Among other women, among the neighbors, she was esteemed no more highly than before and did not ask to be, for she was still poor townswoman among the lowliest. What a simple, pure heart was hers. What an amazing person she was. What mightiness was hidden below her lowliness. How many were those who met her, talked with her, and and drank with her, and perhaps even looked down upon her, who they had known, who would have been overpowered by her presence. I think that's exactly what we're talking about. God chooses those who are lowly in order to bring great honor. We have another example in Luke chapter 1, and that is of uh, the priest Zechariah, and uh, and as we mentioned before, Elizabeth. Another man who was a priest, but he didn't have the greatest priest position in the world. The one time he probably got the chance to stand before the altar in the uh, the Holy of Holies in the temple, Um, he met the angel Gabriel. And the angel Gabriel shut him up for nine months because he refused to believe that this elderly couple could have a son. And that son turned out to be John the Baptist. So uh, I think this is all what it means that the Son of God came down to us in human flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that what it, that's what it means to us, too. Yeah. Would you like to lead us in a prayer? All right. Thank you. Lord, as we go through this first week in Advent, help us to see how we need to watch out for what God is doing around us, and then give him all the glory because of what he has done for us. For we pray in the name of Jesus, the word of God in human flesh and blood. Amen. Amen. Now, back to my uh, grandson, Gabriel, Gabe. Yes. Uh, 20 years ago this Christmas Eve is when you baptized him. Oh, 20 years ago. Yeah. Can you believe Uh, that? I I, I probably would have a hard time recognizing him now. Yeah, he's a lot different than he was 20 years ago. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, all grown up and going to college, so. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. Uh, I hope he doesn't have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars every year in tuition. Not right now. He's going to SWIC for at least the first couple years. Terrific. My grandson's enrolled in a college that's going to have, you know, a whole lot of bucks associated with it yeah we'll figure out how to do it that's what we have to do so uh, what's going on next conversation all right well we're in the second week in advent next week and there's a theme to every week in advent 
and uh, the the theme for the second week in Advent is uh, is to prepare, prepare the way of the Lord, and uh, so we're going to figure out a way to prepare the way of the Lord. And a good source for understanding this is uh, in the hymn on Jordan's Bank, the Baptist Cry. So that's what we're going to be talking about next week as we continue on through Advent. And Advent, as Advent slowly but surely gets us ready to anticipate uh, the great gift that God sent to us when he sent his son into the world to be born of a virgin to save us from our sins. Well, thanks so much, Doug. I look forward to that conversation next week. Thank you, Gary, and uh, happy first week of Advent to you and uh, Marcia and the rest of the family. Same to you, and I okay. uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Take care. All right. God bless you, Gary. Bye. Bye.